How do you keep yourself motivated? Um, I think I would always wake up every morning and look at it as a new day. And I had had very bad uh, in terms of pain pre-op surgery. Uh, then the fact that I had put on weight, I had to get back to swimming. Uh, similarly, when I decided to retire, you know, as a sports person, you see this whether it's a Sachin Tendulkar or a Leander Pace. You're so many years in the sport that kind of defines you. So to yeah. you know, kind of build yourself up from the beginning, and you're an athlete yourself. You know, you're a, an amazing rally driver. So you understand how uh, you know being out of your sport puts you in a whole different uh, uh, you know zone. But I think for me. it really challenged me so during the tough times when you know i had just started teaching uh, in those days we didn't have many heated pools so you know i would only earn you know during summer months again monsoon would hit our revenue then in winter we really couldn't coach much uh, but i really kept the faith i believe that people really need to learn swimming i'm going to stick to this no matter what and it was just me running around then my parents and my sister said why don't we also join in so i think definitely family support is one thing that helped but also having that you know never say die mindset which i think comes from being a sports person uh, you know which is why even now when i go to schools or i talk to parents of swimmers i say don't always focus on getting medals that's not all that sports can bring your kids you know for some kids will not every kid will get to the olympics or win state medals it's more about what you can learn from sport you know which is why both my girls have been in different sports from the time they're very young it teaches you so much in terms of discipline in terms of time management uh, you know uh, even something as simple as confidence i was this very quiet kid growing up uh, who didn't have any friends in school uh, my dad would pick me up and see me talking to myself in a corner and he'd be a little worried uh, but you know it changed so much being a, a sports person you know i wanted to lead my lane i wanted to be a leader suddenly i uh, would you know uh, had a lot more confidence about myself uh, even at the age of 15 16 my dad would encourage me to go to these huge events where I'm the chief guest and talking to groups of doctors you know and he would help me prep for that and talk to them so i think it is a, a combination of all these things which really helped me and you know later on even say last uh, you know year before last when covid hit and all the academies were shut you know for almost a year and a half swimming pools i think shut first and opened last it was yeah. a very challenging time you know so i think it was yeah. those qualities of uh, of being a sports person that helped me get through it and also helped me motivate uh, you know my coaches who worked with me my husband who's my partner in my business it kind of even my kids you know who were really upset about sitting at home i think uh, those qualities really helped me pull through the toughest of times fabulous Welcome to the Garib Aftar show. In today's episode I have with me Nisha Millet, an Arjuna award winning Indian swimmer who has achieved great success both nationally and internationally. Nisha Millet is the first Indian swimmer to qualify for swimming at the Olympics. She swam the 200 freestyle at the Sydney Olympics at the age of 18. She has won more than 600 state, national and international medals over a 40 year career. and represented india at the world swimming championships from 1998 and 2004 and asian games 1998 she now runs one of india's premier swimming academies that teaches at 10 pools across bangalore and teaches more than 3000 people a year aged between 1 to 75 years billet's dedication to swimming has earned her several accolades 
including Prime Minister's Award for Best Sportswoman at National Games 1997 and 1999, American Young Achievers Award in 2002, the Arjuna Award in 2000, the Rajotsav Award in 2001, and the Eklavya Award in 2010. Thanks for joining me, Nisha. Such a pleasure to have you on my show. Wonderful to be here, Garima. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Nisha, what's been your journey like? What were the challenges you faced and how? what have been your learnings from your journey? So, well, my journey actually started off in a very different way. You would think that, you know, I went into the water, I fell in love with it and I started swimming like a fish. It was quite the opposite. I was actually quite hydrophobic. I had a near drowning experience at the age of five where I fell into a small fish pond while playing with friends. And I was actually very scared of the water. Uh, I lived in Chennai at the time and Finally, at the age of nine, my dad said, you know, Chennai, the heat is so crazy. You have summer holidays. Let's just go and try out a swimming pool and try a swimming class. Uh, for somebody who was already scared of the water, you know, I was really petrified. And in those days, they had the old-fashioned method of teaching swimming. Just take the child and throw them in the water, you know. Absolutely. So they, I was not taught the basics of swimming. And for somebody who already had this fear, uh, you know, I came out on day one and said, that's it. You know, I'm not swimming anymore. And then my dad said, you know, Nisha Millet, I paid 100 rupees for these swimming classes. <laughs> and back, back in the early 90s, that was a lot. So I said, okay, fine, I'll finish it. I didn't learn anything. But my dad realized that I really had to start first enjoying water. So that's how he got me in the pool, playing with coins. He dropped them underwater, making me pick them up. And that's when I really fell in love with the water and slowly started learning the sport of swimming. You know, so at the age of 10, I, got, I joined a, a small swim team at the pool that I was training. And uh, like they say, there's no looking back. Uh, I had a wonderful career where, you know, we had really fun, but also tiring and very disciplined days. Um, I would wake up at 4.45 in the morning. At 5, 5.15, we're at the pool. We do close to 6 to 8 kilometers of swimming in the morning. Um, wow. You know, then on the way to school, we'd quickly eat some... Idli vada or dosa or you know sandwich in the car on the way to school and uh, while we were excited about being in school we also didn't have too much time to spend with our friends in you know in lunch break we'd quickly finish our homework because we go back in the evening to the pool you know so after another grueling two and a half of three hours of swimming in the evening you get back home by eight o'clock and you're in bed at nine you know so we follow this routine for uh, you know six days a week and for the time I was 10 years old till I retired when I was about 22, 23. Uh, so it was a lot of dedication and hard work to get to my goals, <laughs> for sure. Awesome, awesome. So what have been your learnings from your journey? Um, I think it's mainly about dreaming big. Uh, I had, like I mentioned, I was just nine, I was all hydrophobic and then I started learning and then it happened to be the Barcelona Olympics in 1992 and I was just an average swimmer. I wasn't even a state level swimmer and I saw the Olympics, the swimming events on TV and I told my parents, I want to go to the Olympics and the best gift that my parents could give me was say of course we are here to support you and you know so many years later uh, at the age of 18 I made that dream come true so I think the first uh, belief I have is that if you dream, have a big dream and you work really hard uh, you know throughout uh, there's nothing that can stop you it's all about self-belief and of course the people that you surround yourself with uh, I was lucky to have you know a really strong team in my corner and people think of swimming as an individual sport, but really it's all about the team. Whether it's my teammates uh, doing, you know, 16 kilometers of swimming a day with me, whether it's my coach, whether my Indian coach, or when I went to Australia, I had a great Australian coach as well. But it's all these people, uh, my parents, my sister, who's also a competitive swimmer. 
I think it was the entire you know uh, ecosystem that surrounded me that helped me get to the 2000 Olympics for sure. Wow, that's so fantastic. I mean, that's so inspiring, and you're absolutely right. You require you know uh, a good support system and a good uh, ecosystem around you to you know blossom, and you were really fortunate. But definitely your hard work and uh, you know uh, and your dedication you know uh, is absolutely incredible so any incident in your life that has changed the way of your thinking uh, i think it came around uh, the time i was about 18 i had qualified for the olympics i went there and i was dreaming about the next olympics and so two things happened in that year one is i started having some back pain and as an athlete you think of pain as a regular thing you know pain makes you stronger I mean, thought it's just some good pain, you know, for your muscles being tired or overworked. But it didn't go away, and after consulting with many doctors, they just could not find out what the problem was. I consulted doctors in Australia, then I came back to India, and I just for two years after the Olympics, where I'm, you know, I'm at my peak. I'm 18. I'm raring to go for the 2004 Olympics, which is four years away. Uh, finally, I was diagnosed with a benign tumor on my back. You know, so for a young kid, my only thought was, oh my God, I can't swim or I can't go to the Olympics. and my parents were like oh my god tumor it could be cancerous so i think that was quite a a shock for us at the same time my parents were going through a really tough time financially uh, you know they had sold our house and put that money into our swimming careers so it felt like a double blow you know so i think 2000 i had to grow up really quick i feel and uh, i was lucky enough to get uh, a good doctor so in 2002 i had back surgery and uh, removed the tumor thankfully it was not cancerous but you know i lost two whole years and it isn't a fairy tale you know i didn't go back and qualify for 2004 i missed the 2004 olympics you know so i think it's a reminder that even at your peak uh, you'll always have tough times but when i got back into the pool and managed to get back to swimming and uh, try for the olympics and narrowly miss out i think i was more proud of that than even going to the olympics in the first time so i think overcoming that adversity uh coming back home after that the 2004 olympics uh, trials and i didn't make it i told my parents listen you've sacrificed so much uh i was 22 at the time so i said i'm going to retire from sport now and i've always wanted to teach uh, swimming you know because of young girls like me who are so scared and uh, if i didn't have my dad uh, i would not have you know pursued the sport and it took me all the way to the olympics so even though my parents were so devastated that i wanted to quit competitive sport uh that's that's what actually Uh, prompted me to start my own business and uh, you know in india it is very tough to be a female entrepreneur people were you know doubting me so i think those few years uh, post my back surgery giving up swimming and deciding to set out on my own path i think that was a real uh, life changer for me <laughs> wow oh my god that's incredible and um, nisha you are such a amazing fighter a great uh, you know such a super sports person So, what according to you is the right mindset uh, one ought to have in order to succeed in a life, career, or any sport? Uh, I think the first thing, you know, my dad has a good saying. He calls it the three H's. Uh, you okay. know, the first H is hunger. Uh, you need to know what you want from your life. Uh, have some kind of goals, and your goals can keep changing, right? So, for me, even though now I'm not a competitive athlete, I still have fitness goals. You know, I have goals for my company. I have, you know, even goals for my kids that I'd like to see them do more of this. So I think waking up in the morning with a sense of purpose, that hunger to get going, you know, and not just cruise through life. That's at least that is how it is with me. And uh, you know, to get to your goals, I think the second and most important hedge, which is hard work. Nothing goes, uh, you know, comes easy. 
So I think you have to realize that you are the only one who can put in the work. And I re- I learned this a lot when I was in Australia. You know, they would say, you know, you know, stop whinging, stop whining. Uh, if you're tired, you know, deal with it. Move on. You have such an amazing opportunity. You're here from India. You're in Australia, getting some of the best coaching. And you know, I looked at the Australians and I said, no wonder they're top in their sports or in different sports. You know, and they're some of the world beaters, they're Olympic champions because they have this great mindset that you have to put in the hard work. You have to quit, uh, you know, crying and times are tough. You have to get, you know, get uh, get with the program. And uh, yeah, the third hedge when you finally do achieve yeah. those goals. I think it's very important to really have humility. Uh, if you meet the top athletes, whether it's uh, Leander who's been to seven Olympics, uh, yeah. you know, or Michael Phelps who's uh, one of the you know uh, most decorated Olympians with 28 you know Olympic medals. The one thing that you will find uh, is the fact that they uh, are so open to talk to you, to share their story, uh, to inspire the younger generation. So I think that's what's needed. Uh, I think we have a great uh, uh, set of young kids now who are primed to do so many great things and it's up to us to kind of give back to them from our experience and uh, humility is where it really helps where you think about yourself as a 9, 10 year old and I know you know those few conversations I have had with some of my idols, how much that shaped my career, my way of thinking and so you always make sure to spend that little extra time with the young kids and you know just give them a little bit of a snippet or a little pep talk and it can go a long way. Fabulous. What's your message to the upcoming young athletes? Um, I would say never get comfortable. You know, however much you achieve, celebrate your victories, but then always aim for higher. Because, you know, if you're the state champion, you can always go up to the national level. If you're the national champion. So it's like somebody like Michael Phelps in 2004, he'd won a couple of gold medals. He was not happy with that. He said, I want to be the greatest ever. So in four years, he trained seven days a week when all of us trained six days a week. And, uh, you know, this got him to win eight gold medals in a single Olympics. And if you look at it, that's, you know, that's more than our entire gold medal tally for a whole country ever. You know, we just have two gold medals. So that's to show you the importance of um, always setting very high goals and going for it. And the importance of self, uh, you know, of self-talk, I think. A lot of young athletes are so influenced by social media, even teenagers going through a really tough time, you know, tend to, um, you know, see these conflicting messages on social media. I think they really need to dial into, you know, their own voice inside your head. So if you can have that positive self-talk going, that's the most important thing that an athlete can have. You know, when you're starting on standing on the blocks or you need to have be telling yourself, you know, you can do this. Same way if you fail and you don't win a medal or you come last. You need to be the one telling yourself, you know, I've got this, I need to work on something, I can get better. And as much as parents and coaches and uh, your uh, people surrounding you can help boost your spirits, I think it has to come from within, the desire to want to do better and also the fact that you need to have that self-belief. Fabulous, thank you so much. That's such a wonderful message. Let's come to the rapid fire questions now. Okay. So these uh, these are uh, you know short uh, like one line answers. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Are we good to go? Yes. <laughs> okay. So what's the best advice you've ever got? I think the best advice I got is to always keep my head on my shoulders. Super. The best thing about swimming? You're in water the whole day and your senses are cut off. It's like sensory deprivation. It's the most calming, relaxing thing for me. <laughs> wow. Best swimming memory? The best one would definitely be swimming at the heats of the 2000 Olympics and winning my heat. Uh, so that would be a, an all time high. 
best physical fitness and nutrition advice i think the main thing i would say is to learn to rest this is something that came very very difficult to me and only when i was much older that i used to push myself so much rest is equally important best exercise you suggest for mental training and mental fitness i think journaling is really great and whenever i'm a little conflicted writing something down in a journal or even cat you know writing out my workouts really helps me focus super your favorite quote i think my favorite quote is uh, from michael phelps where he said if you want to achieve and dream uh, you know to achieve these big dreams that you have you have to be willing to do things that others aren't willing to do so sacrifice you know i think is uh, the the key word here your role model leander pays for sure documentary film that inspired you the most Oh, I've got so many, but um, you know, I think Cool Runnings about the Jamaican bobsled team came back from you know being an underdog to performing. What's your biggest dream? Uh, my biggest dream, actually, right now, is to see uh, my academy grow and just make thousands of people enjoy the sport. Most embarrassing moment? That would definitely be at one of my races where you know I bent down to take a start and my swimsuit ripped in half. <laughs> <laughs> okay proudest accomplishment so far I think it's definitely bringing up my daughters I don't think anything can come quite as close and being a twin mom I think it's twice as hard but twice as rewarding Awesome and with this we come to the end of the show Thank you <laughs> so much Nisha for this wonderful session Thank you so much Garima it was so exciting to you know talk to a fellow sports woman I think we need so many more of these in India Thank you so much and thank you all for listening today's episode with your host Garima Aftar see you in the next one have a great day bye